He stood immobile, looking down past the dock buildings towards the oily waters of the Mersey. Lights from the moored ship flickered over the river, the echo of men's voices coming over the listening night. A sudden splashing sound broke into the liquid stillness, then a loud joint chorus of laughter lunged upwards over the water, skimmed up the cobbled street. The noise seemed to pool Guido Razio's feet, to take shape for a pulsating moment until the bells started. They rang from all corners of the city, it seemed, and in ringing the residents of the houses came out into the dark street, carrying lights and forming moving puddles of illumination under the luminescent stars. It was the moment of the turn of the year, the turn into the twentieth century, and as Guido watched, women came out of their homes embracing each other, children borne high on men's shoulders, the shabby streets suddenly filling with noise, the boat's lights making a gilded island on the Mersey beyond. He stepped back, dipped into the doorway and watched for a moment before unlocking the door and moving into the house. Once inside, he struck a match and lit the lamp he carried, lifting it shoulder-high. The hallway was cramped, hardly more than a yard wide, the room on his right dark behind a warped door. Guido walked in, shining the light around. The onion smell of bugs was chokingly strong, the black range which faced him mottled with old fat, a pan with a broken handle lying on its side. There was no floor covering, only flagstones, and the black marks someone had told him about only hours earlier. It's a blood stain, or so they say. Scrubbed it after it happened, even had to go up myself, but couldn't budge it. Blood. That's what it is. Nellan rocked uncertainly on his feet, a slop of beer spilling over the rim of the glass. No one will ever buy the bloody place, and that's a fact. He went on, wiping his mouth with the back of his hand. It's unlucky. Calmly, Guido asked the next question. He spoke slowly to minimise his accent, although having been brought up by an English mother, he'd been bilingual from childhood. Still, he spoke softly and slowly. Why is it unlucky, Mr. Nolan? The man had put his head to one side, trying to make out the stranger. Some foreigner, he was sure of that. Eyes too deep-set, a little too self-assured for someone without means. Maybe, just maybe, if he played his card right, he could have a buyer here. His eyes were suddenly sly. Oh, I didn't say unlucky. Yes, you did, Guido replied without annoyance. But you didn't say why the house was unlucky. The man was wrong-footed and irritated by his own stupidity. The young man had approached him in the Bell and Monkey pub, the landlord having already pointed him out and telling Nellan that he was in boxing. Arrange the fights, he'd said. Didn't fight himself, just laid them on. Like the one last Saturday down at the docks. He'd won a few bob on it, the landlord said, winking. This, uh, Guido, he'd bolted on the foreign syllables, or whatever his bloody name was, this Guido Razio was worth knowing. You said it was unlucky, Guido persisted. Why? Well, there was a bit of trouble there once, Nellan said grudgingly. What kind of trouble? Guido prompted. The older man paused. He wasn't sure about this at all. The man was too calm, too unhurried, too bloody cool for his own good. Nellan studied the stranger's wide-cheekboned face, the unblinking eyes, the compressed mouth above the defined jawline. The clothes he wore weren't expensive, but he made them seem expensive. Wore them like he wore a hundred pounds on his back. Discomforted, Nellan rubbed his greasy forehead with his hand. Oh, there was a killing here. A murder? 
You, you might say that. Guido breathed in, looked away for an instant. You said the house was on Cranberry Street? You heard, Alan said suddenly, certain he had lost his chance for sale. Number 14. Who was killed? Eh? I asked you, Guido said, turning his glance back to Nellan. Who was killed? Oh, Jack Holland's daughter. Some fella did her in. No one knew who, and they never caught him. It were five, maybe six years ago. Her father found her in the kitchen. She was cut up bad. Nellan stopped, downing his beer and sniffing loudly. He'd gone and blown it again. Bloody fool. Why hadn't he kept his mouth shut? When would he ever learn to keep his bloody mouth shut? Number 14, Guido repeated softly, his eyes studying the sweating Nellan. I want to see it. It's not a bloody museum, the older man said belligerently. I only show serious buyers. Guido.